This is Ron Stockton. I've been thinking about unique things I might do with this uh, podcast series. And I've decided to deliver a series of talks on the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <clears throat> For about 40 years, I taught a course on that topic and uh, it was very successful. And uh, I, think, I think I have some unique insights that I can share with you. Um, there are some problems teaching this class. One is that people bring into the class conclusions. They pick these up in their neighborhood, in their families, in their churches and mosques, wherever it may be. Uh, so I had to address that, uh, that issue. Um, my colleague and I started this uh, class jointly uh, in 1978, when the Israelis invaded Lebanon for the first time, there were some uh, demonstrations on campus. Uh, Lebanese students were putting up uh, posters which said, uh, Israel sucks. And one of my very pro-Israeli colleagues was tearing them down. It was kind of not good. So I had a colleague in anthropology who was a specialist in the Middle East. He had lived there. He spoke Arabic. He came to me and he said, uh, why don't we create a course? There's nothing on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in our curriculum. Well, that wasn't quite true because I had some units in my classes. I had something on the Israeli Knesset. I had something on the nature of Zionism, Jewish nationalism. I had something on uh, a unit on Palestinian resistance groups. So I knew a little bit and he knew a little bit. He knew about Lebanon, he knew history, he knew culture. So we decided to create a course we taught it in the evening, so it would be a three-hour block. We brought in some, we each divided it up. I took some classes, he took some classes. We uh, brought in some speakers from the, uh, from, from the community to talk about these issues. We showed some, it was very successful. We were very nervous, but it was very successful. The students were very open-minded and willing to listen. And uh, that was very reassuring. Um, <clears throat> I was not trained in Middle East studies. My colleague was. Uh, I was trained in African studies. I lived in Kenya for three and a half years almost. Um, I've never lived in the Middle East. Well, I lived in Jerusalem for about a month once, and I lived uh, for six weeks in Syria once. So I guess that's something, but I don't speak Arabic and uh, I don't speak Hebrew. So that uh, creates some problems along the way when I'm trying to pronounce one of those nice uh uh, Semitic consonants like, I don't know how to say that. I'm from Illinois. Everything is said in an Illinois accent. So if you speak Hebrew or Arabic, you're just going to have to suffer, I guess. Um, I think one of the things that you have to do if you're going to benefit from this lecture series is to think about how you think. That's called meta learning, by the way. There's a term for that. Um, and, and I developed some techniques for helping students deal with this. Uh, one of them is that I came up with like what I call the rules of good studenting. Um, and I passed those out to the students and discussed them. I've made a, uh, a, a very short uh, podcast of about 14 or 15 minutes. Uh, if you 
uh, have not been a former student of mine, you might want to spend time and, and see what those rules are. They'll help you sort of monitor your own thinking, which I think is good. I also presented a conference paper once uh, called Narratives on this Conflict. And because there are different ways in which people think. There's basically a Jewish narrative, there's an Arab narrative, and there's an evangelical narrative. And those narratives are very different. Exactly what is this conflict all about? And I have students read that. And then I ask them to write a summary of it. And then I ask them to write a reaction, a non-graded paragraph or two. How did you react to this? I remember one of my students, she was one of my best students ever. She said, uh, she said, she did her summary. She did what she was supposed to do. And then for the comment, she said, you know, when I started this, I was a little irritated because I thought to myself, I don't have a narrative. I'm a detached analytical person and I don't have a point of view. I'm just approaching this with an open mind. And she said, but at the end of a few pages, I suddenly realized that I fitted into exactly one of those narratives. Every single thought I had was just coming out of a cultural perspective. So if you spend a little time listening to that, I, I basically read to you the conference paper. So uh, that, uh, that narratives uh, podcast is about 27 minutes. The uh, rules of good studenting is about 14 minutes. So that's not uh, too, too uh, long. If you want to have a good educational experience, you can do that, or you can go directly to the content lectures if that's what you want. Um, my own views have evolved significantly. I think it's always good for professors to tell students or listeners where they're coming from. Whenever I speak to an audience, uh, not just a classroom, I always tell them where I'm coming from. What is my point of view on this? So they'll know that's not because my point of view is correct. It's so that if I introduce a bias, you can be aware of it. So I started off thinking, all right, this, this Palestinian territory will be linked to Jordan. That's what the Israelis said was their goal. They said, we conquered it in war, but we want to give it back to Jordan. I thought, okay, that's fine. The Palestinians and the Jordanians can work out an agree a federal agreement of some kind. That should work. And then I realized that's not going to work. So I thought, okay, there's going to have to be a Palestinian state. This is the so-called two-state solution. We'll talk about the history of that idea. It's now basically become an Israeli slogan. Uh, it's no longer a viable option. And I realize now because of the settlements within the Palestinian territories, that's never going to happen. And now I'm very pessimistic. But there's a lecture at the end of this series, if you stick around, in which I discuss what I think the outcome might be. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it's not, uh, not particularly a good one. Um, I think primary source materials are important. That is, read the documents, read what the Palestinians say, read what the Israelis say. I always tell students when I was teaching this, and I'll tell you the same thing. If you want to know the Israeli perspective, don't ask a Palestinian. If you want to know the Palestinian perspective, don't ask an Israeli and don't ask me. Look at what they say. Let them speak for themselves. And I think that's a very good rule. So as you're listening along, if you were students, I would be giving you uh, readings. But as you're listening along, you might want to look up uh, uh, a document when I talk about the PLO Charter or, or Herzl's uh, famous essay, Der Judenstaat, calling for the creation of a Jewish state. If you want to uh, 
if you want to um, read that, you can do that. If not, there's no exam. Um, this, uh, I just made a list sitting down here uh, uh, of, of the classes, of, of the lectures that I might deliver. And uh, this is my thinking anyway, who knows if I'll stick it out. Um, I start by talking about the four wars. You know, when I, when I first talked about this, um, I first taught this course, I would start chronologically with the Jews in Europe and how Zionism emerged and then the Palestinians and how that emerged. And I would do it all chronologically. Well, what I discovered was the students were struggling with this because they didn't know what had, they didn't know about Israel's role in the world. They didn't know about the wars that had occurred. So, plus they were beginning to think this was a history class, which is not, it's a political science class. So I thought, okay, I'm going to change around and I'm going to start with the war. So that's what I'm going to do in this podcast series. I'm going to start by discussing the four most important wars, the Suez war of 67, the 1967 war, the 1973 war, and then the Lebanon war. Now, the first three of those really have nothing to do with the uh, Palestinians. The Lebanese war definitely does, uh, but we'll start with those wars. And then I'm going to jump back to the Jewish condition in Europe and the emergence of Zionism. We'll be talking about that. And then I'm going to talk about the four key turning points. I think people think this is like an enduring situation. It's just always what it is. No, it's not. Key events occur that completely change the whole nature of this conflict. Um, and I've got four key turning points. There's the partition of the Arab world into, into parts, into, into countries by the British and French after the First World War. There's the 1936 uprising, which often gets overlooked, but it's absolutely a definitive. Uh, this is the Palestinian uprising against British and, uh, and Zionist uh, 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 control. There's the Holocaust, which I think is very much misunderstood in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And then there's 1948, when Israel became a state and the Palestinians, about 80-some percent of them became refugees. So we'll talk about that. Um, We'll talk about Jews in American politics. Well, that's an interesting topic. We'll talk about Arabs in American politics. That's an interesting topic. We'll talk about the settlement structure. We'll talk about the Israeli political system, if we have time. We'll talk about the first Intifada in 1987. I was there when that happened. Um, we'll talk about the uh, Al-Aqsa Intifada of 2000. Uh, I wasn't there. I stayed away. And We'll talk about the future, which is depressing. So we've got maybe 15 or 20 podcasts that will be coming along the way. I don't know, maybe over the next year, as soon as we can get to it. Um, did I mention the text by, by Mark Tesler? If you are looking for something to read along, along the way, uh, there are a couple of good textbooks, but one is by Mark Tesler. It's called Palestine and the Arab-Israeli Conflict. It's very good. Mark is at the uh, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. He's a colleague of mine. We've worked together on a project. I like him because he's a political scientist. And I like him because he's aware of all the argumentation that goes on. People just arguing back and forth. And very often just sort of pushing their own perspective to a point where it becomes beyond reality. So Mark will say, uh, you know, on this issue, this is what the Israelis say. 
This is what the Palestinians will say, and here's what the evidence says. That's really good, because you can hear one side, he outlines it very fairly, the other side, he outlines very fairly, and then uh, the uh, what the evidence shows to the scholarly community. I think you'll like his approach. Um, one thing you have to worry about is uh, and avoid is what is called ahistorical thinking. That is, this conflict is really out of history. People sometimes say, you know, this is Ishmael and Isaac. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, they've been fighting for 2,000 years. Oh, please spare me. No, they haven't been fighting for 2,000 years. And, or this is basically found in the Bible. You can find exactly this conflict in the Bible, or you can find it in the Quran. No, you can't. That's uh, religious thinking. That's not what political scientists do. And that's not what we're going to do in this podcast series. So I'm going to try to, um, to um, deliver a series of lectures that I hope you will find informative and mind-changing. If you want to listen to the uh, podcast on narratives, I think you would find that interesting. If you want to listen to the podcast on rules of good studenting, I think you might find that interesting. And, uh, and uh, otherwise, uh, shall we get on with this?